The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. I'm Sharon Kleina. Why did I call my radio talk show to go worldwide? The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission. It's because I believe in my 30 years of study and research that we're missing something. And I think it's so important that we all want to learn. And this hour, every week, and which you can listen as you go into the archives of our 264 guests that I have had and gone worldwide, we've had guests in Thailand, England, Holland, all over the world, and today we have a guest coming in from Kenya. But our first guest, Christian Shi, from Rancho Santa Maria Margarita in California, is going, to, is going to teach us about why she became the founder of a green product for your skin and your health. And we're going to learn, hopefully, how to study with her in this laboratory I call the Radio Talk Show. Let's call this a classroom and work together. Our guest, our second guest today is going to be Hassan Sakadina in Kenya. He will be in Kenya talking with us. He's a Ph.D., and he's also very much involved in the conservation of wild animals and the drought in Africa, and I'm sure he's going to teach us a lot. I have been very excited to learn about the animals at the largest conservatory in the world is there in Kenya on the Mara River, and the Mara River is depleting in water. And the problems that go with endangering the largest conservatory of animals, our elephants, our tiger, tigers, our zebras, we could go on and on and on. What's at, what's at stake? Now, Earth's human mission is what you and I are doing, and that's what you're doing by listening to this show. You're going to listen and hopefully will be willing to learn more about what is happening Earth was chosen to have the water. And I believe that if we join together and we study together and we take it into our own little laboratory as a study and see what we could do as a planet together, give our lives our footprint to understanding that if we leave our footprint for a better understanding, a better classroom, and what the power of water is, and Earth chosen with a human mission, to make sure that water is on the planet forever. 98% of our water, actually, it's 97.5% of our water is ocean water, salt. We're not salt. The other percent is fresh, but only 1% is usable. So let's stop to think about what we can do 
to preserve the water for the earth to last for eternity. That's our footprint. That's our footprint to the universe. Something else we need to learn is where do we go? And each week on the show, I'm going to be teaching you in uh, in the show, with the show, about certain uh, publications that are available and to think about. You may even know they're there, but we're going to remind you about them so you won't forget. National Geographic is unbelievable. Only $15 a year. One of the greatest journalist magazines in the world, open-minded, fair, objective to teaching us about what more to learn. It comes every month to teach you about something about your planet. And the April issue was about water, of course, when I I was just elated and excited. I felt like I invented the magazine that month because it was water. The next issue in May was a lot in that May issue, but one in particular Sleeping habits, learning the science of sleeping. I'm a believer. You should drink uh, 8 to 10 glasses of water in a 24-hour period. You should eat green, dark, fresh vegetables. And then you must sleep well. I've said that for all through the shows. Uh, We've had people on here as guests. Sleeping, you need to learn how to do it. Don't just take it for granted. It's going to consume you. You must learn how to do these things. Get in a good habit. Let's learn together. The other ones I would like to teach you about is Stephen Solomon's book, Water. Stephen was on our show when he was in Rome on his book tour. Water, Stephen Solomon. The other one is on cable television, Planet Green. Last week I bumped in by accident the future of food. It was so much fun to see how they were recycling food on that show. It was absolutely fun. Take your life as a hobby. You are a walking hobby to yourself. You'll never be bored again. You'll never mind being alone. You'll learn who you are. You're 98% water. A brand new baby is three-quarters water. So as you're living and losing the water, dehydrating, the blood is 80 to 90, the brain brain is 80, your fat is 10, your muscles are 75, Um, the body is a walking sponge of water. What is your protection from disease and living longer? Water. Making sure it's healthy, good, fresh water. Not the tea, not, by the remember, sugar heats the body up, water cools it down without sugar. So drink your water without anything in it so it'll be able to digest and be your solvent. Today we're going to be having Christine Shi, and we're going to listen to our sponsor first, which is Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only natural method of supplementing that surface of your eye called a tear film. It's the only product in, on the globe that is just a mist, 100% natural, to supplement the surface of the tear film like you drink your water. Now you have a product to apply to the surface of the eye to make sure it has lots of moisture and it's all natural. No chemicals, no saline, just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Christine.
World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Christine, are you with us? Christine? Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Sharon. Well, thank you for joining us today. And, uh, Christine, she is going to be our special guest at this moment. Uh, for uh, and you're the founder of Green for Your Soul. And uh, from what I was understanding, um, you have a lot of products that you've created. And tell us though, before we begin on your, I call it a mission of what you chose to do for the environment and individuals' um, environmental welfare. How did you, Christine, get involved in thinking that way? A lot of people have something in their life that that got them thinking. I want to be. I want to be having. Invo- I want to be involved in something more natural. Right. I basically just got a little more aware of you know the impact that my choices were making on the environment. So I started to look at ways to green my life, um, and I started with just my household, my cleaning products, things like that. And as I became more involved and more educated. Um, I found out the dangerous chemicals that were in the cosmetic products that I was using and really knew that that was a place that I needed to make a change. Um, The average woman uses over 200 chemicals just through her morning beauty care routine. So I was certainly using, you know, even more than that. And when I started to try to Look for healthier alternatives. Oh, can I meant to ask you again? How many chemicals are is a woman using to apply her chemical? I mean, to apply her chemical. <laughs> That's essentially well, what you're doing. I, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to say it that way, but <laughs> how many chemicals is she applying on her skin? Over 200 just in your morning beauty care routine. Over 200. Yes, and the the scary part is uh, recent studies are finding that teen girls and boys are exposing themselves to even more chemicals than that. Now, when you're saying that they're applying more chemicals, uh, that young people too, does that, what does that mean? What are they applying? Well, they're marketing you know, to younger and younger people now, um, particularly MTV is marketing body sprays to teen boys. Um, there's chemicals that are in the products you're using every day. Um, parabens are one that are very dangerous. What are you talking um, about? Are you there, Christine? Yes. Uh, you were talking about uh, 
young people and and tell us why, where young people what are they applying that would be have so many chemicals teen boys the body sprays the deodorants um, fragrances uh, for teen girls lip glosses um, 60% of commercial brands of lip glosses have been found to contain lead and mercury so um, so if they're using acne applications and uh, all of these different uh, ingredients and you're finding there's a lot of um, dioxins in them that are hidden that people don't even know what are there. Yes, definitely. Okay, um, so you decided to get involved in being the founder of a a company product. Uh, When did you start that? I actually, I haven't created any of the products. What I've done is tried to... Oh, you're into the research of it. Yes, I do the research, and I sell products on my website um, that are really what I found to be the best of the best um, eco-friendly products out there. And how long have you been doing that? It's been about two years now, and we just launched the website about a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. So your web- website is educating our listeners. Uh, you're really taking a daily uh, activity at trying to study as much as you can to provide education to your uh, website. Yes, um, one of education is so important to me. And so, if you go to my website, every product that I carry has a green 411 tab. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it's going to explain to you. Um, let's take shampoos for example. What chemicals are in your commercial shampoo that you want to avoid, and why? Mm-hmm. So you can start educating yourself and reading the labels, looking at the products that you're using on a daily basis, and start to make health. Now, on your website, are you doing something? You know, I'm the founder of a research center, and I've been at this for uh, research for well over 30-odd years. And and when you're providing information, you're also giving them the reference to where you found it so they can go and study what you've been learning. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's so important. Uh, You know, um, whenever I go out and speak, Christine, uh, and do anything, and I really stress it on the show is, Let's learn together. Let's join this planet together. And and when we say whatever we want to learn, reference it so you can people can go study. Encourage the study uh, so that people can then learn what's called objectiveness. And all of a sudden, you can say, "Oh my gosh, I've just learned something very objective for me to make a decision of what's available and what's not." Now, when you're showing the uh, your on your website what is healthy, what is not healthy in your thinking, are you giving them, uh, you're giving them a reference, but are you giving them other, telling them about other products that you believe that might be referenced? Yes, basically that tab would be uh, for particular products. So I would tell you why the product that I'm choosing to um, provide for sale on my site is a healthier choice. Mm -hmm. And it's also really important to me to have full disclosure of ingredients. So everything I represent has a full disclosure of all the ingredients in it. You can read them right there so you know well, exactly what kind of a what following have you been getting? Because, you know, this is an era of people are very, uh, uh, you know, our show is, yes, on Apple iTunes, and, but we're also on, uh, on, on Green on Talk Radio. Um, and there's so much going on out there. There's the new ca- the cable one that's the Green Planet um, one available to people. Uh, what have you been finding, the following it is, have you been able to get a good following? I have. It's expanding every day. Um, I'm getting really great response. And I think one of the things that people find is that the green products are more effective. They're not watered down 
like commercial products, and they're not full of synthetic fillers. So mm-hmm. you're getting more of the product, um, the ingredient that works, and natural now, did you ingredients. Find some different directions you went that uh, found you that you've uh, got a lot of following. Is it just the word green talk, green environment? Uh, is it the word green? It's the word green, um, okay. eco-friendly. Also, I eco-friendly. have a large um, line of vegan products. Oh, okay. Um, I don't represent any products that test on animals, so I'm listed with PETA as a caring consumer. There's many ways that they're finding my sites, and I also have a lot of um, bloggers that have reviewed my products. Uh-huh. I'm getting traffic that way as well. Are you finding quite a few people following uh, anything to do with, uh, let's say, vegetarian, vegan, um, uh, new food thinking, uh, green talk, and eco-friendly? Those are the things you found that people are finding you. Yes, um, I'm involved in the Kind Life community as well, which is um, Alicia Silverstone had released a book um, about veganism, uh-huh. and she has a great online community, and I've gotten a lot of um, customers from there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exciting. So you're finding that uh, you can go out and, and your mission, and I'm going to call yours a mission. Uh, are you doing anything to raise cap uh, money um, and how your uh, your approach to are you getting any f- funding for this? No, I've been funding everything myself. Okay, so you're the entrepreneur America. Yes, <laughs> we're going to take a moment with our sponsor, Nature's Here's I Mist, which you probably should know quite a bit about because it's the only natural method of moisturizing the eye and. Real quickly before we go into the sponsor, Christine, uh, over each eye organ you have what's called a clear tear film. And the moment you were born and that eyelid opened, you had a clear tear film that nature provided to back up water, moisture level, so the vision and the ability for the eyes to be able to focus and see and is healthy and and, and doesn't dehydrate. It backs up the moisture. Well, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the first product, 100% natural, all tissue culture grade of natural water, no ad- additives, no chemicals, no saline, to be able with just a mist to have a nutrition benefit to mist the eyes once or twice a day to give it a supplement. And it is all natural because the eye drops are chemical, but they were invented to trap the moisture. Eye drops do have a purpose, uh, like a cream to trap the moisture, but uh, you must have moisture before you trap it, and if you don't have the moisture, It'll back up toxin. But, Christine, we're going to be right back with you in a moment, and we're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Christine, I wanted to tell you um, uh, that what you're doing um, is very exciting to me. Thank you. And um, I... I think that this is what entrepreneurism is all about. Um, I need to tell you, um, I've been in research for well over 30 years. I learned so far long ago that stress is probably going to be the worst life-threatening problem we're going to have because the air is too dry. And what I learned is the indoor conditions turned out to be worse Right. than we would have imagined because of, of insulation, insulated windows and walls and forced air heating and cooling. And like you said, all these chemicals in your clothing, your bedding, your upholstery, your carpeting, your walls and artificial lighting and more. And then you go outside and we're supposed to have fresh water on the surface of the earth to give us fresh moisture, oxygen, nitrogen, breath of air. And I truly believe that Earth's human mission is are people like yourself. And I want you to understand, uh, the reason I asked you is, what are you charging? What are you billing? And what's your income? Are you being supported? And uh, entrepreneurism is an individual who believes in a, a, something so strong. They're going to go do it. They're going to learn what they can do to help other people. And what you're trying to do, Christine, is... Help the world learn. want to learn. You want them to come in to your www.greenforyoursoul.com, like you're leaving your own footprint, to help other people want to live longer, be healthier, learn to relax. And yes, Christine, drink eight to ten glasses of water a day and learn how to eat right and think toward a better place to live. Right. That's the footprint. You know, I always say at the end of the show, Earth has a secret, Christine. Embrace your life, Christine, every precious moment. But Earth is whispering, never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. Because you're doing something that could become contagious. You're giving back. Because education is vital, we need to get people thinking and becoming alerted to what I, can I learn and can I learn enough? It's impossible, Christine. You can. I was taught way back in time. I always say to people, I'm not very smart. And I want to remind the world and myself, I want to learn, I want to be smarter, and can you live long enough to learn enough? It's impossible. So what you're doing is so important. Now I want to learn... Um, for the classroom today. Have you been learning more about what happens to the skin when people are applying certain products that they may be allergic to? Yes. Definitely. Have you been learning anything about that? I have. Um, a lot of the ingredients that are in your commercial products are responsible for some of the skin conditions that you have. Um, one ingredient, sodium lauryl sulfate, Mm-hmm. You're going to find that in your shampoos, your now bubble Now it's bath. called sodium, let our audience learn. Sodium lauryl sulfate. Sodium lauryl. Yes. Sulfate. And that's sulfate. on your website to learn. 
It is, yes. It's a really harsh detergent. Um, in toothpaste, it's been linked to canker sores. Mm-hmm. Um, in bubble baths, it's been linked to yeast and bladder infection. Now, I will say something to the world on what you're learning and what you're teaching us is that that is a fact. Did you know that when that brand-new baby is born, it's th- it, the baby in water is, is, is surrounded by the mother's water, then all of a sudden it enters into that delivery room of dry air, Christine. Can you imagine the shock and trauma to that baby? So all of a sudden you're finding that newborn baby is in a world that it has to digest to, and who do, what, what does it have is the, the mother, the father, whoever, to teach it what it must do to be able to adjust to the dry air and the lifestyle it will lead. So you're teaching us that some of these products we could be allergic to. Yes. You know, I'm sorry to have to, it looks like our, we're almost out of time. And I wanted to ask you, what would you like to say to your audience as we would say, you know, you'd say, come to my website and learn. What would you like to teach them before you leave? I would really like to encourage everyone to start reading labels. Um, take a look in your medicine cabinet after the show. See if you see parabens, sodium lauryl sulfate. See if you can even recognize the ingredients in the products that you're using and start to look for healthier choices. Mm. And then go to www.green4yoursoul.com. And Christine Shee, Christine, last name is S-H-E-E-H-E. And she lives in Rancho Santa Mar- Margarita, California, and she's giving her life, giving back with a footprint, I believe, Christine. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. I wish you well. And if you ever have a topic you'd like to discuss, be sure and call our program director, Polly Featherton. Thank you for having me. You have a nice day, and you be well. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, Polly Featherton is our program director, and I always have to thank Polly for what she's been doing because we've been getting people from different backgrounds and educational points of view and people that have given their lives to understanding how we could live a better life. And did you just listen to Christine? She's doing this on her own, and I think it's exciting. We have on with us now Hassan Sakadina from Kenya. Hassan, are you with us? Hello, Sharon. How are you? Well, I am fine, and you're sitting right there in Kenya. That's correct. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, before we begin, I, uh, I would like, I would tell the audience worldwide uh, that you're a Ph.D. and uh, you uh, have been involved with the conservation of study of animals, but also human life in Africa and understanding what the word drought means. A lot of people don't understand drought. Um, Hassan, tell us a little bit about you, and then you can begin our classroom here. I call this a classroom of learning. Uh, teach us a little bit about Thank you very you much are. for having me. Tell us a little bit about you. Okay, great. I am uh, an environmental consultant based in Nairobi, Kenya, and I have about 12 years of full-time experience working in sub-Saharan Africa in the conservation and human development arenas and um, have a PhD from Oxford in political ecology and uh, did my fieldwork in Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And how did you get where you're at today? 
I was uh, born in Kenya, and it was actually, I credit my mother, because as a child, she would take me on safari to areas which in those days were still quite remote, and I became uh, really infused with a passion for oh. Africa, for African wilderness, African people, mm-hmm. and so studied uh, environmental studies at undergraduate, master's, and PhD level, and since I was 16, I volunteered on a number of different rhino sanctuaries in Kenya and Namibia, mm-hmm. and then cut my teeth on a rhino project in Tanzania, uh-huh. and I've been working with various international organizations in about 11 different countries now. So when you said you cut your teeth, that means you got a flavor of something that you knew would be your life and your future. Absolutely. In fact, it was more I got, I, I basically dived straight into the deep end. I was running a rhino conservation project in the largest protected area in Africa. It's called the Salu Game Reserve. Okay. I think it was my yes, first job yes, out of school. Now, you know, I was so excited to have you on today, and I want to thank you for taking the time to do this, because when I was reading some time ago about what is happening with the animals in Africa and, and people, our, our human life, uh, of what is going on with the drought and, and the problems of challenging the obstacles of fresh water, um, I was anxious to hear today what you could teach us about what is happening to the largest conservatory of animals on the river there. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've been learning uh, about those and who, what kind of animals are they so our, our world can hear and get a picture as you're talking. Uh, uh, do we have elephants and lions and tigers and zebras what, and rhinos? What is there at the conservatory? Okay, um, so primarily what we're talking about here is the whole spectrum of biodiversity. Okay. But most people will be familiar with uh, large mammals, everything from elephants down to elephant shrews, which, you know, uh, the large mammals like uh, elephant, you don't get tigers in Africa. Okay. Except maybe a couple in zoos. Okay. So you're looking at... um, Elephant, buffalo, a number of different types of antelope, the largest of which is eland, Mm -hmm. and then predator species. Okay. Lion, leopard, cheetah, down to wild dog, for example, which is highly endangered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the concern is uh, making sure they have plenty of fresh water and can uh, continue to exist. Absolutely. Part of the problem is that there's been an increasing frequency of drought. Drought has been something which, um, or dry weather, which has been pretty common in this part of the world for a really long time. But it was, you know, the, the time frequency in terms of years between was more like five to seven years. It's now actually reducing, and people believe that this is related to global warming, to about once every two years. Now, so we what is happening in those two to three years uh, so our audience can understand the classroom here? What did we just learn that might be something more to, t- uh, to learn? Well, I think one of the important things here is the, the connection potentially to global warming and how people can change their own lifestyles wherever they are to try and mitigate their uh, carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are real problems in Africa where this drought will strike, particularly when it's pretty frequent. 
it impacts people, it impacts their livestock, their farming, and, you know, of course, it really hurts wildlife populations. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, and your fresh water, you're having now, we were reading that you had some rain in parts of Africa and Kenya. Did you get enough rain in the area you're at this year? That's correct. There is, There has been quite a bit of rain this rainy season, but the feeling here is that there's never enough. Never enough. Last year, yes, last year was the worst recorded drought really in living memory. It was horrendous, and Kenyans uh, are probably going to be recovering from this drought for a really long time. Their livestock herds, their livelihoods, their farming. Mm-hmm. The other issue is that watersheds are being encroached upon by people. And this is partly a population problem. It's also a governance issue mm-hmm. where protected areas may not have the level of resources they need or politicians are allocating themselves protected area as personal plots. And so these areas are being converted that are really important watersheds. Now I'm going to come back and, and, and ask a question. On, um, you used the word politicians, and I agree that uh, what is happening on the whole planet Earth is we have elected officials that are governing our whole life. And when it comes time for water, Hassan, I am absolutely the crusader. This is why I called the show The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission. The politicians are not knowledgeable about what is happening here with the water. They don't have the time to every day think about everything. What are you doing in Kenya to give them their education class about what they need to learn about the watersheds and the outsourcing of water? Are, are there education programs? Are there, what are people doing? That's a really important point you raise, and I would beg to differ with you in the context of Kenya. Politicians here are actually really quite well informed they are. about the water dynamics, mm-hmm. particularly in these drier areas, because um, they're people who've grown up in rural areas before entering parliament. The, it's no secret that corruption is a big problem in many parts of Africa, and All that includes Kenya. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... It's recently really come to the fore because of the risk to tourism revenue. Now, tourism is one of the highest revenue-generating income generators for Kenya in terms of foreign exchange. Mm -hmm. Now, there's one particular reserve, the Maasai Mara, which is really the backbone of tourism revenue in this country. And the Mara River, which flows through it, it originates in this area of Kenya, which is called the, the Mao. It's an area, it's an escarpment which is supposed to be protected forest, but well-connected politicians have allegedly allocated themselves large chunks of this area, and squatters have also moved in. So this watershed has been degraded. Now, that affects water flow in the Mara. Yes, it would. And that would affect revenues. Now, and so that Mara is really what's making politicians wake up. Exactly. What can, what can, you know, and I like the way you said that. Because um, I'm, I'm a believer, and that's why the show, The Power of Water, Earth's Human Mission, is a wake-up. In other words, be objective. Let's be concerning about better education. I'm not a ble- I, we all know there's water wars all over the world, and people are dying because they don't have enough water or somebody 
is endangering them by life-threatening methods because there isn't enough water to share, and they're taking the water away from them, and they're, not, and they're dying. And the Conservatory of Animals there on the Mara River concerning is there are some different programs happening to educate those people that are infringing on life-threatening problems of the animals and people so they can better learn that is not, you cannot be taking away from the methods of the water that is so important to the life of what is happening on the soil there? Are there there really good education? There are uh, education programs that are going on, and there's quite a lot of national awareness right now, especially around the Mao issue. The, the education tends to focus on issues of conservation, mm-hmm. water conservation. So looking at methods of uh, rainwater harvesting, surface water harvesting, um, you know, okay, those let's kinds enjoy, of, uh, of Hassan, conservation let's enjoy issues. what you just said, harvesting. Rain, we'll start out with rainwater harvesting. They can learn that all over the world. What is your description of a, when a person is listening? What is rainwater harvesting? Okay, it's, um, you know, particularly in an arid area, this is a really important point because what you're basically trying to do is trap as much of the rainwater in some form of vessel before it drains off into streams and ultimately the sea. So, for example, uh, rainwater off your roof is often a really good source of fresh water for drinking. Yes, it is. And this, um, you know, can make, make a big difference in places where there's not clean water. The other issue is surface water. Basically, by uh, leveling out depressions, these areas will collect water, and interestingly, they'll hold water for six to nine months in some cases. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to our sponsor of the show, uh, Hassan, and we'll be right back with you in a moment. And we're going to teach the world about what that harvesting means because that is something that you're learning so much about over the, in, 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 in the area where they're having to learn. Like you said, they're all wanting to learn what they can do for your country and, and Kenya area to be able to never go without their fresh water. So we'll be right back in a moment, Hassan. Okay, great. Okay, we'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing your eyes. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk.
listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Hassan, are you with us? I'm with you, yes. Go ahead, Sharon. I was reading a little bit about yourself, and we'll go into our mission today about discussing the water and the drought. But you personally uh, decided to um, get involved into Earth's Rhythm and uh, try to be an educator and do something about it. But you also are involved in triathlons, um, races uh, for charity. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you for asking me about that. I um, am very interested in endurance sports, and anyone who follows athletics knows that Kenya is known for its its distance runners. Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near as good as those guys, but (laughs) it's something which is, you know, it's something which is done here, and I wanted to link my efforts to trying to fundraise for conservation or human development nonprofits, which I really respect in East Africa. Mm-hmm. And so how, do they have those several times a year? Um, I try and do it once a year so I don't okay. completely exhaust my friends and family with requests for them <laughs> to give money to a particular Okay, uh, before we go on to what we're discussing today, but I want to hear, when you're getting ready for a triathlon, uh, what are some of the health tips, secrets that you have for the endurance to, so you can be healthy while you're doing that? Oh, and by the way, how far are you running? Um, I, I went 10 miles yesterday, okay. so, you know, occasionally 10, 13, 14 over the weekends. Uh-huh. And then the when you're in a triathlon, thing. how far do you run? I, I do the, uh, the Olympic distance triathlons, which are you, it's about a kilometer swim, a 26-mile uh, bike, I think, and then a six-mile run. There we go. Okay. And then what are you eating to prepare for all this? What's your nutrition? Well... It's really important to eat uh, a healthy diet, so lots of fresh fruit and vegetables and proteins, um, a little bit of starch, uh-huh. and drink plenty of water. Uh-huh. The starch is to give the pancreas enough endurance so that when you're during your performance, the pancreas shoots out a glucose to give you that little extra energy. You know that. Did you know that? Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. That's no, no. Know. I used to study athletes and nutrition way back before they thought it was, they used to think it was corny <laughs> one time. <laughs> Protein at the, end, the beginning of the week, uh, glucose at the end of the week, and prior to and, uh, performances, it shoots a glucose out to give you that little extra energy uh, to be able to have the endurance. and. But again, uh, oh, and of course, yes, plenty of water, because the body does go into a drought. Absolutely, and, you know, a good night's sleep and to ah. be consistent. It doesn't help to run once every 10 days. You've got to do it regularly so that your yes. body adapts. Keep the body disciplined and in tune. Yeah, did you Absolutely. know that and do you, you, you're familiar with the National Geographic magazine? Absolutely. Well, they had their issue in April was water, but in May's issue, uh, Hassan, they had a science of sleep. Uh, and the human brain, and it is very fascinating what you just said. Drink lots of water, eat properly, especially green, dark vegetables, and your protein, 
basics, but sleep is people have not learned how to sleep. They think it should come all natural. And there's something to performance levels, whether it be mental or physical mental and learning how to live our everyday lives is the science of sleep. Uh, have you learned anything about that when you've been studying at all? It's true. It's um, especially in this world, which is, you know, we're living in a BlackBerry-addicted world. We're constantly online and we're constantly in touch with people and can be contacted and it's stressful. So mm-hmm. I think people are, you know, getting less rest. And what time is it's it one right of the now really is, important things. Yeah, you just said something. What time is it right now as we're talking in your country? It is quarter to nine PM. Okay. Okay. Did you have you ever heard of Oregon? I'm sitting here in yes. Oregon. Have you ever heard of Oregon? I have heard of I have heard of Oregon, yeah, yes. I'm sitting in southern state. Oregon. And if you go to your map, it's on the Rogue, R-O-G-U-E, Rogue River in Grants Pass, Oregon. Now we'll go back to the, uh, your country and where you're living and what you're studying. Are you finding that uh, are you in an area where people have to go a distance to get their water every day? I am not in an area where somebody, people generally have to go very far. Um, I live in Nairobi, which is the capital, Mm -hmm. but within Nairobi, within the confines, there are areas where there aren't reliable sources of water and people have to use unsafe water supplies, unsanitary water supplies, or they have to have it trucked in. Mm -hmm. So within the city that I'm living in, there are are these water supply issues. And, uh, and what have you learned about malaria? Is there something, I shouldn't say what have you learned, uh, because we know that thousands of people are dying because of malaria. And have, are they, what is some of the education that you've been learning about? Uh, what are they providing people? Uh, like 3,000 children are dying every day because of malaria. Uh, is, are those areas, um, what are they doing to educate the children and the families? It's true. I mean, malaria is one of the major killers of children under five in sub-Saharan Africa. And what's worrying about it is that with warming, the range of mosquitoes, which are the vectors for malaria, is moving. So you've got malaria up at areas of altitude now. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is that malaria is, um, in some cases, quite a preventable disease. Yes, it is. In terms of, yes, if you use uh, treated nets... The medication, if available, can be quite effective. And drinking Unfortunately, though, in rural areas, yeah, mosquitoes these nets and the medication. The dryness of the skin and um, the lack of sanitation, I'm sure that that could be researched. But So um, it says that uh, 3,000 children are dying every day and over 1 million every year. Now, my gosh, where could you go in the world and find any, all over the world where one million children are dying on our planet a year because of a p- potential pre- preventable problem? It's true. I mean, it's, it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you've been learning on what's the education that you've been providing from uh, your resources to uh, Africa. Okay, I'm primarily involved in conservation and development projects. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I work with partners and different stakeholders, local communities, Mm -hmm. to help them look after their natural resources Mm -hmm. in a more sustainable fashion. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So there's a protection element there, and then there's also an economic angle. So helping people to make money and improve their food security and mm-hmm. their health and education through better use of natural resources. Mm-hmm. Now, now, that's a very entrepreneur potential, isn't it? That people can learn to be proactively learning to be inventors or entrepreneurs to start a new op- occupation to learn how to do that. Is that possible in, in Africa? Yes, it is true. And there, you know, there, there's definitely an angle of business that goes towards it. In areas of high wildlife value, you might look at setting up a community-owned and run tourism facility mm-hmm. and looking at other biodiversity products which can be marketed or now increasingly uh, carbon sequestration is becoming a market. Mm-hmm. And if you look at these, these are all business tools which are known around the world. Mm-hmm. What, and fresh, uh, f- uh, fresh uh, grown uh, vegetables. And, and, uh, now, what, else, what is the major fruit in Africa? Because we believe in eating That really varies by, by area. It also varies by season. You might have particular fruits which are in season at different times of the year. And the, in Kenya, central Kenya, you might find, um, lot, well, towards the coast, a large number of mangoes, papaya, uh-huh. bananas. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to go before we're done. We only have a few minutes left. What would you like to teach us that you think is so important for this World Talk Radio uh, show to teach the world about what you think is so important that you're doing and what Africa is doing? It's really important. Every individual has um, a role that they can play and can make an impact. And it doesn't matter where you're in the world. One can really look at trying to minimize consumption, personal consumption, and carbon emissions. Now, you possible. minimize personal consumption. In other words, uh, uh, explain that to our classroom here, to our people. What does that mean to you? Well, one of the major problems which is facing the world is that we're running out of resources. And there are certain parts of the world which use resources which are disproportionate to their population. And the U.S. is one of those places. For the amount of its population, it uses a, about, I believe, a quarter of world resources, and that's driven by consumption, people going out and purchasing things which maybe they don't need or which are much bigger than they need and not really focusing on the efficiency of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important that people focus on, you know, the entrepreneurial side. It's what America is famous for. It's it. Focus on how renewable sustainability Okay, we're out of time now, and I would like you to tell us the website that people can come and visit you. What is the, your website address? My website address is Uhifavi. Oh, you're going to have to. conservation in Swahili. Okay, let's uh, spell that. It's www.uhifadhi. And that's also my Twitter username. Okay, so and it's .com. Yes. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us. Tell everyone we said hello. And uh, we're, well, going to be, uh, we're going to re- be twittering out to the world and getting people involved in better education about what is happening in your, the Africa and Kenya and the Conservatory of the Animals, what that is on the Mara River. And then we want to think more about uh, what is happening with malaria. 
which I'm sure is a very much of a concern with you and your background and what you've been learning. Thank you very much for having me. You have a nice day and be well, Hassan. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. I want to thank the world for giving me this opportunity to reach out. Um, When I started the Power of Water Earth Human Mission, the seriousness of that to me personally and what a time and energy that I put into this for over 30 years of my life, to stop and think about what we can do for each other. And our guests that come on every week are, to me, the most amazing unselfish, involved people in lives to learn and what we can do with what's available to our nature of our lives and what we can do for each other. And and when I always talk about the water, without the water, we have to have the water and we need to join that one together. We need to understand those green vegetables. Put them in a little baggie with a little bit of lime juice, lemon juice, throw in some sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, and Um, a little bit of dried uh, cranberry and eat it during the day like a snack. And then we need to learn how to rest, like earth rests. Earth has a secret. I truly believe this. We will learn together on this show. Embrace you, your life. You are important. And once you learn to embrace your life, you'll notice somebody else's life at the same time. And when you're embracing your life, that every precious moment, that moment on earth and in heaven is vital to you and to all around you. Earth would be whispering, though. Never say goodbye because you'll be leaving your footprint, your embracing, and your precious moments will never go away because you did leave a footprint. I want to thank you for listening. Be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.